welcome to All About That K-Pop Life, where we get into the good, the bad, the ugly, and the weird stuff in between. Let's get into it. Welcome back to All About That K-Pop Life, where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the weird stuff in between. It's a lot of new K-pop fans out there, you know, shout out to BTS for bringing in the bandwagon mm-hmm. and everyone just learning what the genre is and finding out through the Blackpinks, through the BTS, through the TXTs, through the Stray Kids and shout out to the Stray Kids for their most recent yes. on the VMA. Congratulations. Yes. And it's awesome. But from the outside looking in, people might think that it's all like, glitz and glam and rainbows and sprinkles but in reality it's truly a hard knock life out here for a k-pop oh yes like the amount like there's so many different reasons and we'll start with this first one like the amount of content out there is just overwhelming it's ridiculous (laughs) as a regular fan of like music and like a consumer you know you know the timeline of when stuff is coming out. Like, for instance, here in the States, like, back in the day, we knew, you know, MTV would let you know when the new music video was coming mm, out. Right, right, right. You see the behind the scenes, the making of it. You could prepare for it coming out. You knew uh, between the articles and, and the magazines and all that other stuff. We expected for new music to be dropped on Tuesdays and then eventually got switched to Fridays. Like, you just knew when to show up to the record store, to the CD store, (laughs) to go pick up the new album. Mm -hmm. But with K-pop and with us not even being on that same side of the hemisphere, it's like, it almost seems like it's a never-ending, like, cycle of just churning out music and content. And, like, my YouTube notifications are on fire always going on. like i feel like i will never be able to catch up to like everything. same i feel like when i first became a fan it was so hard to get anything like to come across anything like you had to dig to find something and that's when like youtube had just come out and like all this like line wire we could get some you know i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> get some music the through there i mean <laughs> You know, you exchange CDs with your friends and whatever with the with the songs. And um, it was just so hard to come by. And as the years have progressed, there's so much more. And I can see myself like being super excited as I found more content, like watching all the variety shows, all of the whatever, you know, videos and like whatever extra content that they would come out with and then it just like i feel like in the past maybe five years it has become like it's just so much content that i'm yeah, like it's exploded sometimes i don't even feel like watching it i'm like i can't i can't keep up like i feel I mean, like i can't if i see one thing i'm gonna miss the next thing <laughs> Yeah, and that leads us to the next topic, like sensory overload. Like it's like I'm grateful for the amount of content and shout out to Mm -hmm. them because COVID really threw everybody for it. Like there was no way to promote Mm -hmm. really it's just be in front of the fans. Mm -hmm. So shout out to them for really 
being pioneers and creating creative mm-hmm. content so that way we can stay engaged. Yeah. But then it's like now that we're back into the world, not saying that COVID's over, mm-hmm. but now that we're back into like the world's opening up mm-hmm. again, it's like you have all that content still going yeah. and back to like the shows yeah. and the everything. So yeah, so sensory overload is very much like a thing because you'll see all these notifications and then you feel somewhat like a failure as a mm-hmm. fan because you don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. And then like TikTok is blowing up oh and then God. you have all these new trends. And then like as content creators, you know, we have to stay on top of the trends. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not just one group. Mm-hmm. It's like all the groups because our platform is not stand based, mm-hmm. meaning that we're not just like, oh, we're just, even though you may see a lot of content from a particular group or certain groups, it doesn't mean that we're only talking about those groups mm-hmm. or that it's only because we're fans of those groups. We are non-biased mm-hmm. as far as like our content coverage and we promote everyone equally. Mm-hmm. People may not consume everything equally, That's right. us, but <laughs> we put it out there. And if you ask us, we'll listen and we'll try new things mm-hmm. and listen to new things and put it out. But when it comes to like the stuff that you're subscribed to and like, for instance, and I'm just going to use them as an yeah. example. We all know the NCT universe. Mm-hmm. Like we've been to the NCT. Yes. We all know how big fans of NCT we are. <laughs> yes. And they're, to be honest, they're like the yeah. second biggest fandom in K-pop. Obviously the first one being mm-hmm. BTS. And I think they're like the second still. And then it's like Blackpink and all mm-hmm. these other groups. And it's like, there's tw- 20 plus members now because there's now NCT Tokyo. So there's 20 plus members yeah. now. It's ridiculous, man. And... There's different subgroups within this major group. So this is just a, this actually is a really good example mm-hmm. for those who are maybe not familiar with the K-pop. A little different than, I'm going to use BTS as an example. Mm-hmm. A little different than them when you have them and you have their group members and it's just in one singular group. And they're only seven. Yes. <laughs> it's a big difference. Very big. And I'm going to blame Super Junior for yes. this. If, if Super Junior is an OG group. They were one of the first, like... At their biggest, there were 15 members, but at debut, it was 13. Oh and it's like... When I remember the first time seeing them, I was like, why are there so many people on the stage? <laughs> like, I'm used to the instincts and the Backstreet Boys, and I'm like, okay. You know, similar to, like, the BTS, like, mm-hmm. Stanford, like, it's not too many of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see all of them in one right. frame. But then when they have to use the wide angle to catch everyone. And they have to use, like, stacking, like, yes! stacking them. And then oh you're God. like, wait, are they members of the groups or back, background dancers? No, and you're like, it's not background. It's, it's not, the members. Like, not. you don't need no background That's dancers. Right. <laughs> So then, like, it's, like, on top of that. So now, imagine that, but, like, exploded. Mm-hmm. And that's NCT. So then you have you have NCT 127, Elite which is, like, the original, like, founding member group mm-hmm. of the group. And that's, like, the longitude of, like, Seoul, mm-hmm. the 127. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's yeah. the formation of the group. Then you have NCT Dream, which were, like, the babies of the group. The cute popsy ones. They're, they, they're not they're babies not. no more. No, just not. to let y'all know. <laughs> but that you have them. And then also two members of that group are also in 127. Then you have Wavy, which are like um, more so the international crew. A lot of um, people from China, Hong Kong, even a member from Thailand in that group. Uh, Macau, I believe, as well. And then um, another member that actually grew up in Germany. <laughs> You know, so there's a lot of languages and diversity yes. within that group. And then now you have NCT Tokyo, uh, which self-explanatory. And in addition to all those groups, you also have NCT U, which is a subunit way of them pulling out 
different members of all the NCT groups so they can interact together and make new music, which is really cool. Okay. The fact that you were able to explain that, like my brain is just going like, I could not have done that. Like, how the hell do you keep all this information in your head? Seasoned, seasoned here. Okay. Oh my God, I'm over here. Guys, talking about sensory overload, that right there, it just did it to me. Like I have goosebumps on my arms. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's essentially the NCT world. SM, run me my money. Yeah, she's doing way better than the actual members trying to explain this. (laughs) So just, just with that little tidbit alone, that is if you think about the maximum overload of like what K-pop could be, that is a perfect group example. Mm -hmm. So being a fan of not only just like, so typically an NCT fan is an NCT fan of the entire universe. We support the entire universe. There are people who are just fans of the individual groups. Mm -hmm. There are people who are just fans of individual members Mm -hmm. and that is perfectly okay. There's people who just like a song or two songs or just a dance. And that's perfectly okay. But, like, to be, like, fully immersed into the season E and citizen fandom, this is the madness that ensues. (laughs) So imagine all the different albums, Mm -hmm. all the different comebacks, all the different singles, all the different dances, and then seeing the cross exam, like, cross-contamination, I guess, of everything between the different groups. And then, like... And then seeing, like, their own variety shows and then seeing them in other shows and other people's shows. And that is is not just shows. It's podcasts. It's social media. It's everything. It's so much. And they do an excellent job of teasing Mm -hmm. their comebacks. They'll have specific individual videos for each member. They'll have teasers, and they'll let you know that on a schedule to let you know when all of this stuff yeah. is coming out. So you should be prepared. However, it's, it's just one thing after the other. And then on top of that, the members own individual social media mm-hmm. stuff that they put out for themselves. It's just it's a lot. Everything, everywhere, all at like, once. Like it's literally that's yes. <laughs> and I mean, like you said, we were blessed during COVID because they kept us entertained. They kept our like you know we everybody was so tired of being locked up and like. Mm-hmm. Everything that was going on, it was so emotional. Um, even for us, we we went through a whole thing, created a company, decided to do live uh, parties for everybody to do, you know, play the music and yeah, have virtual, yeah, virtual mm-hmm. parties with Mubek. And like, it was just trying to keep up with everything that was going on with life. And then also having that comfort that we had them, even though they were going through the same stuff. Mm hmm they were still there for us, like still putting out content to try and entertain us yeah. and keep our life, like keep us lively. They were performing to empty rooms mm-hmm. just to keep us entertained. Yep. They would go into an enclosed safe studio mm-hmm. where normally you would see uh, hundreds of fans holding their light sticks mm-hmm. and just, and they would perform to nothingness mm-hmm. just so we can see performances of the songs they were releasing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just them. It was literally everybody, everybody in K-pop was out here doing that. And as a fan, it was really appreciative because it was like, thank you for still thinking of us. Mm-hmm. And we're sad too that you can't feel our energy and we know that that's something you need. Mm-hmm. And it's like, speaking of energy, now that it's like, okay, it seems like everything has exploded and also exploded in the Western hemisphere because before it was harder to get tickets to the concerts, to the tours, to even know they were Mm -hmm. happening. But after the success of BTS over here, 
it was blown up that, okay, all the groups are coming out over here. Mm -hmm. Even the ones that may not be as well known are coming over here and touring and having shows. And it's like one after the other after the other. But the issue with that is that, number one, it's too many too soon Mm -hmm. in the same spots. And then the spots that they're actually having these concerts are only in certain parts of the country. So even even though it'll say world tour or U.S. tour, it's really only five or six major cities. (laughs) And you have all these fans who live in... I don't want to say obscure parts of the country, but like parts that aren't considered quote unquote popular mm-hmm. and they may not be able to actually get to the concerts. Oh, all and then also you have those promoters this. saying that it's in, it's New, in York, New York, but it's really in New that's Jersey. Right. And that's a whole that's other so issue. That's so bad. Like, yo, imagine yourself <laughs> being like, oh, I'm going to New York for this concert. You get to New York, you get your hotel in New York, and then you're told, oh, the venue is in New Jersey. I mean, of course you should be doing your research to know where exactly the concert's at, but like, if you're thinking you're going to New York, you're going to New York. Yeah. Like, and I mean, what? that's for the, the artists as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember Super Junior going to KCON 18, right. and they said that was in New York, but it was actually in Newark. Mm-hmm. It was at Prudential Center in Newark. And you could tell, like, oh, this is a <laughs> this very is big difference from what we thought it was. <laughs> right. But that, that also is, like, even though they're close, and I can say this, I'm from Jersey mm-hmm. City. Jersey City is literally, if I hop on a train, it, I can, in five to ten minutes, I'm in mm-hmm. New York. But... The problem with that is that you have the energy it takes to get back and forth across. The traffic is a ridiculous amount of traffic, depending on Mm -hmm. if you... And these people are driving, so that's a ridiculous amount of traffic. The cost, Mm -hmm. if you're a fan and you think, okay, well, I need to go to New York, you're going to fly into Newark. There were people that were flying into Newark in New Jersey, mind you, which is the airport was right (laughs) next to the venue, and then would drive into or pay for a taxi Mm -hmm. or Uber to get into Mm -hmm. New York to spend... A egregious amount of money to stay in Times Square or somewhere that's tourist yeah. cool which is great because you've never been there it's great but then have to get back and try to find their way back to Jersey to come back to where they just landed to watch the concert <laughs> that's ridiculous and it's like it has since been I mean since mm-hmm. when KCON was still happening over here on the east coast they did officially move to New York but then they stopped mm-hmm. doing it. But it's not just them. It's, you know, there's a huge concert that's coming to um, New Jersey, mm-hmm. even though it's being advertised as New York. And it's at the MetLife Stadium. So sh- any fans, if you're listening to this and you see your favorite artist or someone is coming to MetLife Stadium, please know that that is in New Jersey. So plan accordingly. If you're going to fly into Jersey, you probably should stay in Jersey. It's not hard to get to, but if you're not from there and you don't know your way around and you don't want to be stressed, it would be beneficial to just stay in Jersey. The hotels are affordable. It may not be as scenic as you would like the Times Square to be. If you want to do that, that's perfectly fine. But just know just the whole point of this is to just for you to be well versed in what your travel arrangements are. But that's that's part of the added stress. Mm -hmm. That goes on to the fandom and it goes into the ticket gouging oh, that's God. happening right it's now. It's ridiculous. For these ticket prices. I heard like it's ridiculous. I heard somewhere that like I saw somewhere in one of the articles that like in ten years, ticket prices have gone up like sixty percent. Like Yeah. And what? It's like so to break this down too, because some people weren't understanding, like, oh, they're like, it's the promoters, mm-hmm. it's them. And it's like, okay, while they have a, a say in where these things are happening, 
here in America, when you are playing at certain venues, certain venues are tied to certain ticketing agents. That's right. So a lot of these venues, the reason why it's Ticketmaster is because you have to go through Ticketmaster because that's who that venue is tied to. If not, it's something like an AXS, which has its own issues of not being able to handle the bandwidth of people coming on to buy the tickets. Mm-hmm. And you'll be waiting in queue and then you can't get in to get the tickets. Or you'll click on them and they're already gone. <laughs> so Ticketmaster introduced dynamic pricing and they thought they were doing something good with this. <sighs> Which, I mean, I guess I guess it could be. So basically, dy- dynamic pricing is when you just, the pricing of the tickets change and fluctuate based on the demand of the tickets. So if there's a lot of people buying the tickets, the price will go up. If there's not a lot of people buying the tickets, they'll actually stay the same or go down a little bit lower and be a little bit more affordable. So in theory, it makes sense that that would be a good thing to do. But with K-pop, you, and the unpredictability of, the people right. realizing how important and how big K-pop has become. You have the scouters and the people the, with the bots and all these people buying mm-hmm. these tickets that don't necessarily really want to attend the show. They just want to resell or they want to drive the ticket cost yeah. up. And so for us, if we're looking to go to a show, a ticket that would normally be like at max $600, $300 or $600 is now $1,800, $3,000. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like what? And, and you see it change <laughs> in real time as you're trying to purchase the tickets. And you're like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. This was just like this amount of money. And now it's like a ridiculous amount that I would I can't afford. Like there's just no right. way. I mean, there's people that can afford that. That's great. But like a lot of us can't. and the sad part is that the majority of these stadiums so it'll happen for artists that if you have artists like an nct like a bts Mm -hmm. like a black pink they will be okay they will still have Mm -hmm. people who will be able to still come to the show if they're able to even get the nosebleed seats for a fraction of the cost the stadiums will still be full they'll still be sold out but when you have other artists that people don't necessarily know about like a purple Mm -hmm. kiss or a card or um Lapalus, like I'm not saying that, or Lacerda, I'm not saying these groups aren't big. I'm just saying that here in this market, they may not know about them too well, or they may not be able to get to the concert hall mm-hmm. to see them. Those tickets, they show as, as bought, mm-hmm. but then the seats are mm-hmm. empty and their venues are completely empty. And you'll see the, the text messages, you'll see the tweets like, hey guys, there's still seats available. Mm-hmm. They're now available for this cost or they're now available. And that sucks because it's like people haven't been able to plan yeah. Or been able to, to arrange travel to even get to these yeah. venues to see these artists because the tickets were either deemed not available or, or cost too much at the time. And it's so hard for the artists themselves too. Like they think they're they're coming to see the fans and like you know perform for them, and then out of nowhere there's there's nobody in the audience or there's barely any people mm-hmm. in the audience. Think about the morale and like the motivation for them and how that feels because. Not just for us that we can't attend or, you know, afford to be there. And we become sad because like, oh, shoot, I'm not, I don't, I'm not financially stable enough to be able to pay all these crazy amounts for ticket prices. And then for them, like just seeing how nobody was there to support. And it's like, we don't want, it's not that we don't want to support. It's like, we literally Mm. can't afford to go and be there for you, you know? We, we've, we're blessed enough to be able to create our own mm-hmm. content, to run our own companies, mm-hmm. to be able to make our own schedules. So if we find out our favorite artist is coming, you know what? We can at the drop of a dime, mm-hmm. buy a ticket, 
plan out our uh, travel and get to go on. And an example of that was October of last year. <laughs> we found out that NCT 127 yeah. was doing their uh, tour and we went to what was the link. The we link. went to yeah. Nork because we found out there were two dates. It was Nork and mm-hmm. L.A. And so we went to the Nork show because Jersey, obviously. Yeah. And we had places we had family to stay with. So we didn't have to worry about lodging. And we drove. So we didn't have to worry too much about That's travel because right. we were able to drive. And then once we got there, we went to the show. We had good tickets. Mm-hmm. We were up where we needed to be. And then the very, not even the next, like we left the <laughs> concert on a high because it was yeah. wonderful. Went home, packed our bags again, got on a flight to fly to LA for camp festival. And did the two days of the, yes, yes the infamous camp yes. festival, which was deemed the fire festival of K-pop. <laughs> so to, to hear the real story of that, we'll actually get into that. And we have a little bit of like a docu-blog, yeah. documentary type thing that we're putting out to actually show what really happened, what was our experience, mm-hmm. because it wasn't as bad as everybody right. said it was. I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as everybody it said it was. It was still an enjoyable so, time with, we, exactly. with who we were able to, to see. Right. And so that... Because of our schedules, we were able to mm-hmm. do that. But the average fan has to worry about schedules with schooling, schedules with transportation, schedules with work, schedules with trying to get to the venue and then figuring out, okay, well, can I buy the right. t- Number one, being able to be in queue, mm-hmm. to be available, to be online, to get the ticket before it quote unquote sells out or before the, the price freaking anxiety is so bad yes. <laughs> when you're doing yes. that. Yes. Like, you need to clear at least three hours of your day to prepare to buy yeah. tickets. And, like, for us... That's just that. It's, like, literally, because we usually go with Nicole, your sister, and we, like, literally are all on a computer trying to, like, purchase, like, see if one of us can get into the queue to purchase the ticket. Mm-hmm. Like, it's insane. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, okay, at what point... <laughs> <laughs> the insanity. And I'm not saying it's not hard for any other. I'm sure Taylor Swift mm-hmm. fans, Beyonce fans, anybody out yeah. here, Harry Styles, I'm sure y'all go through the same mm-hmm. thing. And it, it, in reality, it's sad that any of us right. have to go through all of this. Like it should, it wasn't like mm-hmm. this before. You could walk up to the box office and that's how old they are. You walk up to the box office the day of and be like, hey, can I get a that's seat here? Amazing. And they'll be like, here's your ticket. And you could go. That doesn't happen anymore. Wow. Like you're, it's very rare that that happens. Like if you know how to work the game, you can. Mm-hmm. But like, think about this. You've been waiting your entire life. Mm-hmm. You've loved this artist from across the world. And you find out they're coming to either your city or remotely close or just even coming to to your country. country. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to find any way possible (laughs) to see this person because you've only ever seen them on YouTube or on your phone or through social media and or listen Mm -hmm. to them. And you're like, I finally have my chance to even be in the same room with them, to hear their voice live, to even possibly be seen by them, which has actually happened okay i'll tell that story later too utah i'm looking at you don't hit i'm looking yes (laughs) (laughs) you know like these things actually happen like and and just the 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 thrill of being able to hear their voices live Mm -hmm. and number one when they sound exactly the same as you've heard them like and you hear the talent in their voices but just with any artist that you've admired for a long mm-hmm. time, to finally be able to be in their presence and to have them in your presence is special. The energy in the room is just completely different. It's like, it's magical. And like, 
as we know, like NCT One Two Seven was my first K-pop concert for like a group, mm-hmm. and like <laughs> Precious knows how excited I was. <laughs> like it was ridiculous, and I was so nervous. Like my hands were shaking and everything. Like I was clammy and whatever. And then we go in there, and even though we're not like super close, we we can see everything, and just seeing the energy of everybody else in the room, like all singing the same songs, screaming to the same artists, and just going off. Like, if it makes us feel a certain way, can you imagine how it makes the artists feel? Like, once they're up up there on stage with us, like, it's just, it's a different type of experience. It's special. Being That's the point of being a fan. Like, you admire these people. This is why, and this is for anybody. Mm -hmm. It's not just K-pop. This is why you purchase their music. That's why you listen to it. It's helped you through whatever you needed to help you through. It's been there for your good times, part of your celebrations, you know, first kisses, mm-hmm. hand-holding confessions, you know, breakups, mm-hmm. you know, graduations, like birthdays, like everything. Like these things, it's literally the soundtrack of our yeah. lives. Like not to be cliche, but it's the soundtrack. And it's like, this is what these artists live for this is why they became artists this is why they do what they do at the heart of it this is why they do what they do mm-hmm. it may not be the reason anymore but <laughs> the heart of it this is the reason why they do what they do so for us to be able to really be there for them and to be a part of it and to take part of it you know that's a huge deal but the people that essentially own these mm-hmm. artists or think they own these artists are making it hard for us because they're either putting out too much stuff at the same time. They're releasing so many, the amount of groups that have been released mm-hmm. in K-pop. Like, I don't even know what generation it's we're crazy. on anymore. Like, if you're not familiar with this, K-pop has generations yeah. of fans. So, like, first generation was, like, the 90s. And then you have second generation is, like, the early 2000s mm-hmm. going into the mid-2000s. And then third generation is mid-2000s going into the 20s, almost into the 2020s. Yeah. Then you have fourth generation... I don't know where we are. Are we on five? Are we on five for five? Are we on six? I don't know. Did we get to 10? I don't know what's happening. I feel like we got to 10. <laughs> like, like, it's just so many groups. And also there's like, it's just so much information that just we just can't absorb. Yeah. So I know originally we said it's a hard knock life for a K-pop That's fan. Right. In actuality, it's a hard knock life for a global mm-hmm. international K-pop That's fan. Right. Because this is what we essentially get. I mean, the K-pop fans in Korea may feel completely different because, number one, homogenous society. It's there. Mm -hmm. It's native to them because that's where they are. Also, their tickets, concert tickets cost like $20. Right. But also, no, even that, (laughs) I I think that Korea is being influenced what was happening over here with the ticket prices because I saw somewhere that their prices are also going up. Mm. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. y'all, on a good day, you could have seen all That's the groups right. we talked about and more for like, for like $20. $20. Yeah. And been at uh-huh. the front. But now they catch it all no, to no, it. No, no, no. So at what point, I don't want them to take on the bad stuff that's, that's coming right, from over man. here. Because that's also where the forwardness yeah. is coming from with the lyrics mm-hmm. and the and the styling and stuff like that. Like, you don't have to mm-hmm. do that to appeal to right. us. Right. And there's but a the reason time, why like, we liked you in the first place. Right. And y'all weren't doing all that. You know, yeah, I mean, I've it's noticed awesome, that. but yeah, can you go back to like, well, not go back, but can you remember what it was mm-hmm. before and like the reason why you just became, the music is music, man. Just the music. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try to be anything right. else. Don't try to be smooth like butter. Right. Just do music. 
do the music that you do okay do the music that you do mm. that you like mm. that is from you mm. don't do it to pander That's right. to fit what you think works here to fit what they say you should do to work mm-hmm. here no just be true to yourself That's how. and to all of the American fans mm-hmm. the listeners that are not even just American fans international, international fans, fans fans who may not know anything about K-pop beyond a certain group please dive please. deeper Listen to all the different stylings. Understand that K-pop is not just pop music. Mm-hmm. It's popular music. Yep. So you can find all different types of genres, of genres and styles mm-hmm. within the quote-unquote K-pop sphere, right. which is hip-hop, R&B, folk, rock, country, Everything. all that stuff mixed in. Please go discover these artists who don't get the shine. Right. There are so many talented artists who have amazing voices, who pour their blood, sweat, and tears, no pun intended, <laughs> into everything that they put out. And you need to go find them. If you're really a lover and, and surveyor of music, go listen and go find yeah, these people. You're going to be amazed about why you find. Yeah. On that note, we're done. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> And y'all, we just gave you a very small summary of all the things that we have read and try to understand just like you. We're coming at you from made by the fans for the fans content. We are fans ourselves and we're just trying to figure it all out just like you are. We're just wasting our opinions on it. So feel free to join the conversation. Send us emails, send us comments, all the fun things. Uh, Let us know what you think about this situation and we'll keep the conversation going. We'll be back. Ciao, ciao.